1: back to legends live today we're doing something a bit different we've got a double header of legends live first let me see all the, the stuff i'm supposed to say it's presented by the national basketball retired players association but you already knew that the home of all our nba and WNBA legends I'd like to remind the viewers you can submit questions during the show we will answer those before we wrap up and without any further ado i'd like to welcome in our first guest today we have former texas tech lady raider she was a six-time All-Star and four-time champion with the Houston Comets. She is also a three-time Olympic gold medalist. We've got Cheryl Swoops with us. Cheryl, thank you for joining us.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Super excited.
1: Of course. First things first, how are you? We're talking a little bit backstage that you have had some bad weather. So how are how are things?
0: Well, yeah, you know, it's stuff I can't control as much right. as we like to. We can control the weather. So yeah. I'm doing well considering, you know, this world of Zooming and COVID. Um, I'm doing well, blessed, healthy. So I'm not going to complain.
1: I hear that. Uh, now, one thing I, I forgot to mention you went to South Plains College. Is that correct?
0: I did. Junior College. You got to put the junior South, in there. South,
1: South Plains Junior College. Excuse me. I had another South Plains Junior College alum on this very show. I talked to Bo Outlaw. And no. I asked. Oh, I asked him who the best basketball player out of South Plains was. Do you know who he said? You want to take a guess?
0: Well, so if I know Bo, <laughs> and I know Bo has mad love for me, but he probably said himself.
1: <laughs> he said Cheryl swoops. He said it's not even close.
0: Oh, I love me some Bo outlaw. I loved him before that. Now that you told me that, I got even more love for him.
1: <laughs> I something I do want to ask you. What's something you want to talk about? Tell me about your garden. I want to hear about this garden.
0: My garden. So listen, it's so crazy because people probably look at me and stuff that, you know, I do. And well, my mm. husband and I, so I don't do it by myself. We actually mm. have a YouTube channel.
1: Okay. Can I plug, it? Absolutely. I'll plug
0: it. I'll plug it now and then I'm going to plug it at the end. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's back to our roots homestead. Okay. So. The idea behind it um, is to be able to educate um, our African-American youth hmm. on the importance of just understanding how to how to live. Right? right. Growing your own food, understanding what's going in the food, why that's important, but also teaching them you know, how to be self-sufficient. If we also do like some wood shop work, I don't, but my brother does, okay. along with my husband. But, um, and then the other part of that, the reason why it's called Back to Our Roots is we're also going to be taking a lot of our African American kids back to Africa. Wow. To teach them about their heritage and, mm. um, you know, just where we come from, what I've learned um, since I've gotten older. Is quite a few things, but especially the importance of understanding your body and what goes into it and why that's important. But also, you know, Tyler, so many of our African American kids, unfortunately, are struggling with identity. Like, you know, where do we fit? Where do we belong? Do I matter? And, it's important to me to be able to give back and teach them. Yeah, you matter. Yeah, you're important. This is where you come from. And, you know, I don't think you can truly understand who you are until you know where you come from. Right. Um, and so that's a big part of our YouTube channel and our nonprofit and what we're doing with that.
1: Now, how did that come about? Like, is that something you knew you always wanted to do? Like, as far as like giving back to your roots or as far as gardening or you knew you wanted to connect those? Like, how did the whole Okay, come
0: so, so here's the crazy thing. Um I I grew up in the country, okay, um, but never doing what I'm doing now. And when I say a garden and growing our own food, I honestly have not bought vegetables from the store in a year.
1: Okay. So you well like, so fully a, self-sufficient. Real garden.
0: Um, so just a few we have okra, corn on the cob, cucumbers, squash, zucchini, kohlrabi, even stuff I've never had before, but Mm. we grow it and we try it. And I also, um, I don't do the farmer's market and all that, but I have like actually sent vegetables to a few people that I know they're struggling and just Mm. being able to help them and give back. So what really started it was when COVID first hit, Mm. um, my my husband, I can't take all the credit because it was, it was his I mean, thing. you could.
1: You could take all the credit. I right.
0: could. You could. Okay, let's do. Um. So I decided. There
1: we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> you know, right before COVID hit, he just said, listen, I want, we need to move out of the city. So we moved out of the city and moved to the country, got some land. And so this was really his idea. Had never done it before. And we don't grow in the ground. We grow in five-gallon buckets.
1: Really? And the okay. reason
0: for that is to be able to show anybody that it doesn't matter how much land you have, mm-hmm. you can you can grow, you can do right. it. And I've had a lot of people that say, well, I don't have land, I don't have space. So we grow in five-gallon buckets. Everything
1: is out of five-gallon buckets.
0: Every single thing we have.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And at some point, I will show you some pictures.
1: Okay, but please do.
0: And it's, it's very, like, it's very fulfilling. Um, You know, we, we harvest tons of vegetables, probably twice a month. Um, And it's a, it's very fulfilling, like it's a lot. So when you say what made me want to do that, the initial part of back to our roots, it didn't have the homestead on it. It was just back to our roots. Hmm. Um, because that was our first plan was to start doing the Africa tours and teaching Hmm. our African-American youth and all of that. Then COVID hit. So we weren't able to travel and do all those things. So I really tried to figure out how can we keep the name and still be able to teach and give back. So the other part of that that I forgot to mention was we're getting to a point now where we're actually going to have young kids come out to our property Mm -hmm. and show them what we're doing, how we do it and give them an opportunity to actually get their hands dirty and and do it themselves.
1: Right. Now, was that something that you did growing up? You said you grew up in the country. I know you said you didn't really have that much experience with it so is is this all new to you or you just
0: every single and i'm still learning right Right. like and and my husband grew up in south park texas in houston so he's from the city neither one of us have had any knowledge but what i learned very quickly and he did too is youtube is amazing <laughs> you yeah, know, just cool. sit, watch videos, listen, Google, Google is amazing. <laughs> um, and so we just kind of taught, we kind of taught ourselves and, you know, have we made mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Um, but it's been, it, it's just been very fulfilling for me, especially as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. um, and just learning how to appreciate the life I've been given and the life I've been blessed with and, and nature, it's so, this may sound so crazy. It's amazing to see how a little tiny seed mm. can feed so many people. Right. You know, and the other person that I do want to talk about is I, I saw uh, Bridget Pettis mm. um, is doing a very similar thing. But um, hers is probably on a bigger scale um, because I, I know that she actually um is like into the farming and the gardening. And she actually feeds people um with the produce and stuff that they grow. So no, I've never done it before. And it's just um probably because of COVID. You know, I think right. a lot of people, when you think of COVID, they're like, man, I'm so ready for this to be over as I am too. But right. there's so much stuff I learned about myself during that time when it was like, just sit down. I try to, I try to be still and listen and understand, Mm -hmm. like, there's a reason why we're going through what we're going through. And so for me, it was an opportunity for me to not look at the negative side of it, but Mm -hmm. try and find some positive things out of it. And, you know, it, it, it taught me and continues to teach me so much about, um, just 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 what's important to me nowadays.
1: Hmm. I gonna say that's, that's probably some of the appeal to it. Like you said, showing people in the five gallon buckets like, hey, I didn't have any experiment, any experience with this. And I could still turn, you know, that small seed into all the things you listed. Hopefully that, that is what bring the kids in, because it sounds like a great program.
0: It's. um, And, and besides the, the 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 vegetables and the flowers, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, like I said, there are other things that we will also do and teach them once they get here. But not only is it about teaching them, it's also me teaching myself. And, you know, I've, I've always had a, had a passion for, for kids and for youth. And, you know, yeah, a lot of that has to do with basketball and that is Mm -hmm. definitely passion. But I also feel like, you know, I, I don't know when, when Someone once told me, if you want to tell God a joke, tell him your plan, right? And mm. then God comes back and says, that was your plan, but this is my plan. Right. And, and I really do feel like this, this is part of my journey and part of, you know, my responsibility. And what I'm supposed to do is I learn so I can pass it on to, you know, my son, my stepson and and all the other young kids out there who, who need it.
1: Mm. Now, I'd like to go back a little bit with our legends. You're talking about, you know, having a plan or making a plan. Now, you went to South Plains Junior College for mm-hmm. two years, transferred to Texas Tech. You set records, broke records, won the championship. What was the plan after that? Because you were out of school, but the WNBA wasn't quite formed yet. So what 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 did that time look like for you?
0: Um, I don't know. I really didn't, you know, at the time when I um, left when I left South Plains, I knew my next step was going to be Texas Tech. But after Mm -hmm. I graduated from Texas Tech, um, like so many players then and and even now, if you wanted to continue to play, the the only option then was to go play overseas. And I had talked to a few people and I heard some incredible stories. I heard some not so good stories Mm -hmm and and i know me like i'm i'm a homebody and i don't well now it's different but i don't i didn't do well to change and things that were just just different and foreign to me Mm. so i honestly was not excited about having to go overseas to play ball Mm. but i knew i still wanted to play i knew i wasn't Mm. ready to hit it up um so i actually ended up going to italy Um, and I was in I played in Italy for five months.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: was like, no, this is not me. not for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> now mind you, I was twenty what, twenty something, twenty
1: 20- like fresh out of college, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So how old was I? 20,
1: what 20- one, twenty two?
0: Twenty-three, maybe, yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. So that was a big change for me.
1: Yeah. And
0: again, um, so when I came back, I had a semester left of school to finish, to graduate. Mm -hmm. So I came back, um, went back to Tech, finished school, got my degree. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because here I go again saying God has a plan because I just I've always felt like I was just at the right place at the right time. So Mm -hmm. when I came back to Texas Tech and I graduated, um, that's when the national team was put together. Mm-hmm. The national team was put together and I was chosen to be a part of that team. Um, so my experience of having to go play overseas was probably different than a lot of young ladies who had yeah. no choice. When I came back, national team was put together. Then the 96 Olympics, then the WNBA. Mm. You know, so my my journey was was a little different, but. Towards the end of my career, um, you know, I did decide to go play overseas mm-hmm. in just a couple of countries because it was just something I wanted to experience for myself. Not so much for the basketball experience, right. but for the culture and, yeah. and the life lessons and things like that. So I appreciated it a lot more um, once I got older than I did when I was younger.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, what was that like, you know, at 21, 22 versus doing it later? in your what, what countries did you go to later in your career?
0: Um, I ended my career in Greece.
1: Greece, okay.
0: Like a great country to be in anyway. <laughs> um, but I ended up playing I played in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um I played in Russia, I played in Greece, and I went back to Italy. So I played in Italy again. Um, you know, co- coming out of college, being young, I-, I don't think you truly understand how to appreciate just a different culture. Right. Right. You don't have that
1: perspective yet.
0: Oh, no. It's more about I'm 22 years old. Like, I want things to be just like they were at home, you know? And also figuring out who you are. Mm. So at 21, 22, you don't even know that.
1: You don't have any idea.
0: No. Versus when I, you know, towards the end of my career, when I was I was 40 years old and I was playing in Greece. Mm. Right. So At that point, it wasn't about basketball or proving anything because I had done
1: that. You're proving it all, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, so it was more about for me, it was more about just a appreciation of being able to travel and be around some incredible people and appreciating the food, the language, Mm -hmm. the culture, and actually trying to engulf myself in that, right? Right. I've just always believed if you if you were going to move to another country or go live in another country for an exterior, extended period of time, mm-hmm. you should make some efforts, right, to to, right. to fit in. So I right. tried to learn um, the language as much as I could. Greek, Greek was a lot. Greek and Italian was a lot easier for me than Russian. Okay.
1: I, I was gonna say, I was, one of those languages feels <laughs> a lot tougher to pick up uh, than the other ones. I'm not not saying any Uh, names on which one.
0: Here's the crazy thing. My son, he traveled with me to to Russia, to Greece, to Italy Mm -hmm. and Russia. He actually went to um, an American school in Russia, but they taught him Russian. So we would go to restaurants and he would order. He would do all of the ordering. He would do all the talk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He picked up on the language a lot better than I did.
1: Well, that, that's why you have that's both of them. You pick up some them. things, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He picks up some things, you pick up some things, and together y'all, y'all make it work.
0: But you know, he could have been saying anything.
1: He could have. And I was he like,
0: didn't... "Yeah, go ahead, son," because I didn't know
1: he could have been ordering anything, and you were just like, "Yeah, no, we'll take ten of those." Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. And then when it came to the table, I was like, "I didn't order this." He was like, "Yes, you did, mom."
1: Yes, yes, but we did. Like, you know. Yeah.
0: It was a great, um, besides being a great experience for me, it was also good for him as, right. you know, a kid, as a a, a young kid, having an mm. opportunity to be in another country, going to school and mm. picking up on different languages because you, you know, I told him, I said, you, you never know later in life, Definitely. later on down the road, how, how this experience will benefit you.
1: Definitely. Now you brought that 96 team. How did it come about the '96, or a couple members of the 96 team ended up on Martin? It was yourself, it was Don <laughs> Staley, Rebecca Lobo, and Teresa Edwards, I believe. How did, how did that, how did that, how did that all come about?
0: You know, here's the crazy thing that 96 team, um, man, we were so blessed and had so many opportunities that just kind of came across the table and, every every player kind of had different opportunities, but that one was, I don't even remember, like, who contacted who or whatever, but it was during, you know, the right after the Olympics, and that was what they call, like, the year of the women in the 96 mm-hmm. Olympics, and so people were talking about just how great and incredible these women were, and I say mm-hmm. how incredible we still are, but mm-hmm. um, So I don't remember how the four of us got chosen for that, but um, just to be able to have an opportunity to, you know, first of all, just be on television. I was like, oh, this is so cool. (laughs) Um, And I've always been a fan of Martin. I love the show. Thought it was hilarious. I still think it's Mm -hmm. hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized my acting skills were not so great especially the scene when, when Cole uh he, he literally licked me in my ear
1: you weren't, you weren't prepared for that part of the acting it
0: no they didn't tell me about that one but it was so much fun you know to to be on on that stage with with Rebecca and Dawn and mm-hmm. T um just to to continue to kind of you know shine shine a spotlight on just how how multi-talented we are and just to be in a point where we were actually starting to gain the respect that we we all felt like we deserved
1: right now going back a little bit we won't keep you too much longer we're starting the 25th year of the w tomorrow what do you remember about the first year
0: (sighs) I was pregnant. Take
1: us back. To, okay. With <laughs> your do. son that would order Russian. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do remember okay. that. Um, but besides that, I just remember, first of all, after the 96 Olympics and having conversations with Val Ackerman, who was the first president, because mm-hmm. we didn't have a commissioner then. She was the president of the WNBA and Commissioner Stern, um, God rest mm-hmm. his soul having conversations with them about the possibilities of there being a women's professional league and you know just talks and hearing and i was like oh my god like this is so exciting mm-hmm. and even after i signed that first contract to play in the wnba it it still didn't seem real to me until i was sitting at home and watched the tip off of the new york liberty and the LA mm-hmm. Spark. I sat, I watched the tip off, and I was like, this is really happening. And that's even though it was us playing, yeah, when when I sat on first of all, the fact that it was on television, and back then I think it was right. life. I think that game was on mm-hmm. lifetime television. Um, and I remember watching watching the tip, and I was like, "Y'all, this is real to myself, but I was like, this is really mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. That's 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 the memory that, besides me being pregnant, and I mean, there's a lot, but that's the memory when I think about when, when the league first started and the 25th anniversary and just how how much it's changed. Some good, some not so good, but the fact that the league is still around and it's, it's thriving and it's so successful, uh, that's what I think about. Is that that very first game in the first tip? That's when I realized that this is no longer a conversation. Um, it's real.
1: They had four title runs. There. Does any any one of the titles do they stick out more than the other? Like the first one, the last one. Does any one stick out in your head like I, that, that one was? That was a little question.
0: better. I think that's such an unfair question, but I'm going to so. answer
1: it. Okay, I appreciate
0: it. Like, <laughs> Well, it's so hard because, I mean, they they were all special, no doubt mm. about it. But if if I had to pick one, I would say the third one.
1: Okay. And the why reason third? why
0: I would pick the third one is because we dedicated that third championship to Kim Peratt.
1: Mm.
0: So I don't know if you remember, we, like the mm. theme, called it three for 10. Three for 10. Um, yeah, that, you know, that that season was... It was just tough. You know, we we knew she was ill. We knew she was sick. Didn't know, like, how serious at the time. But the fact that we were able to overcome so much pain um, that season and to be able to still compete at such a high level in just play through that pain like like it was difficult so to be able to come out on top and win another championship um i would i would have to say the third one for sure
1: Hmm. that's fair okay i gotta ask you another unfair question though just letting you know okay okay (laughs) three gold medals you have a favorite of those
0: um that's unfair too but i do
1: I, i warned you
0: I, it would have to be the first one.
1: Okay.
0: In '96, in at first of all, it's in Atlanta, so it's mm. in the states. Um, and the reason why is it was my very first one, and I just remembered conversations I had with you know just people growing up as a little girl coming from a small, small town being told, "Yeah, right. That's never going to happen to you." Um, mm. And to actually be in a position where I am living out one of my dreams. And the reason why I say the first one is because I was able to celebrate that with, you know, my mom. My my family was there um, in Atlanta. And it just was, it was good. It was the first one. I got a taste of, you know, the Olympics. And, you know, not only was I playing with the best, but I was also playing against the best because every country, every federation was, you know, sent. The best of the best the best, so, of the
1: best yeah. yeah,
0: it was um it was a special time to be able to to win and and celebrate here in 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 our country mm-hmm.
1: so what would you tell anybody that's about to start their career tomorrow night
0: um, <laughs> this may sound simple, but I would say enjoy it mm. and Leave everything you have on the court, so that when you walk away, whether that's on your own or due to some injury, or maybe you get cut—that's the reality of p- being a professional athlete.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can walk away from the game with no regrets. Yeah.
1: So just leave it all out there.
0: That's it. Not just in games and practices. You know, I, I um, I, when I retired. I retired with no regrets, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't that player that retired and said, Man, I wish I had another year. Man, I wish I had another day. Mm-hmm. When I walked away from the game, I was, I was ready, like I was pleased, I was happy. And I'm not talking about with the honors and the awards, but I'm talking about the satisfaction I had of knowing every single day that God blessed me to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it for granted, but I left everything I had on the court and would like to think that I gave the fans all of me every single time.
1: I, I think we, the fans, I think we would agree with that. I think that's uh, something some, some
0: I. Of, some of them were, were ugly at times, but hey, yeah. I, I gave you what I had on that day.
1: It made you better. It built character. is what they say.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I like that.
1: See? I like See, jump to a question we've got here in the lounge, real quick. It was something I wanted to ask, but I, I'm glad the lounge asked it. It says, Are you going to tell Nike-
0: me who's asking?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So the Legends Lounge it says, Will Nike re release right. the Air Swoops? You were the first woman with a oh, signature hey. shoe. So is Nike going to re release? Can you, can you give us some inside information there? Or,
0: so If you're asking me if I would like them to, absolutely. If you're asking me if they're going to, I don't know. What I would tell you is, I just had this conversation with someone at nike today okay and that's all i that's all i can say
1: okay we'll we'll leave it at that uh <laughs> i to answer the first one i think the people would like to see them re-release for the second question we will that will play itself out that will answer itself
0: i hope so that's <laughs> what i'll say no I, I hope they do
1: definitely definitely and one last question before we let you go getting together our playlist from all our legends. What song, what are you listening to when you, you're out in the garden or around the house? Or what uh, what's in the speakers? What's playing on the headphones? What old school, new school, what are you listening to?
0: Listen, I love music, all kinds. I go from jazz to R&B to country mm-hmm. to gospel to easy listening. Um, One of my, okay, here's a couple though. Okay, my give a, just a couple. Is Lauren Daigle, you say? Okay. Love that song. Okay. And I am a big, I'll always be a big Whitney Houston fan. Mm-hmm. But lately, I, her, her, H.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, you can't miss. I love me some her. She's good. My, man, my jam right now. And maybe it's because of the times we're living in is mm. her um song i can't breathe if you have not mm. heard it if you haven't heard it you need to hear it it's
1: deep mm. but
0: i love me her if you're listening you see this i love me some her yes
1: we gotta get to, we'll get this message to her don't i'll, I'll deliver it myself if i need to okay. we'll we okay. get this message to her <laughs> okay Cheryl Swoops, thank you so much for taking some of your time with us.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of I course. Uh, it's always an honor. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Of course. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Take care. You too. Stay safe.
1: Right. And that'll do it for part one of our Legends Live doubleheader. You'll want to check back with us in about 25, 30 minutes. We will be talking to Lisa Leslie, uh, who also has a several olympic gold medals of her own we'll be talking to her shortly look forward to seeing you all back here in about 30 minutes it'll be 6 p.m eastern time 5 p.m central time myself and lisa leslie i'd like to give a big thank you to cheryl for joining us to julio to aaron to bridget behind the scenes as well as everybody watching and we'll catch you at 6 6 p.m eastern 5 p.m central with lisa leslie